I've uh, heard one thing over and over and over from women, and it's that, you know, I'm so busy and I'm taking care of everybody else. I'm taking care of my job, uh, wherever that job takes you, whether it's, you know, within the home or out of the home and my kids and I'm driving them to soccer practice. I'm doing the best that I can to take care of myself, but I just look around and I feel like what I'm doing is not enough. And so my mission is finding that balance, finding the freedom to empower your body so you can take care of it and you can do the things that you're called to do. Hey guys, it's Melissa Moore. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Faith, Hope, Love, where we grow together in our faith, increase in hope, and learn how to better love God and love other people. So today we are in the middle of our Momentum series where we've talked about moving on, moving forward, and moving others. And it's based off of Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3, uh, where we talk about the importance of putting our eyes on Jesus to create endurance, as well as uh, just learning how to let go of the things that God doesn't want for us, the things that have held us back, whether it's um, things that people have done to us or maybe the choices we have made. And so today we're going to be talking with Amy Connell, and she is a fitness enthusiast, a uh, wellness and uh, nutritional coach, personal trainer. She basically does all the things, and she has such a phenomenal um, story to share with us today as she tells us a little bit about how to live in health in a way that is um, honoring and uh it's just the way that God created us to live. So Amy, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and all the things that you do. Absolutely. Well, Melissa, first, thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to be a part of this series with you and um, just appreciate the time that we can sit and chat. Um, yes, I am a personal trainer who wants you to take a day off and a nutrition coach who wants you to have dessert, which you don't always hear <laughs> very often. Um, I am the host. I'm basically online. I am um, Graced Health. That's my presence. And um, I'm also the host of the Graced Health podcast. And in that, I like to say, or I, I try to equip women with simple and grace-filled ways of taking care of themselves. And then I always like to add and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. Um, you know, the reality is the more I've been um, in the fitness industry for almost 16 years now, I've been doing um, group, I've been moving my body since I was six years old in tap and ballet lessons. And um, as my career has progressed as a fitness professional, I've uh, heard one thing over and over and over from women. And it's that, you know, I'm so busy and I'm taking care of everybody else. I'm taking care of my job, uh, wherever that job takes you, whether it's, you know, within the home or out of the home and my kids and I'm driving them to soccer practice and, um, you know, my husband and, you know, all the things. And I'm doing the best that I can to take care of myself, but I just look around and I feel like what I'm doing is not enough. And so my mission and really where I feel God has taken me, not because I've always done this, but because he's, he's pulled me out of it is finding that balance, finding the freedom to empower your body so you can take care of it and you can do the things that you're called to do. I love it. I, I just, I feel like there's so much gold there and just this idea that I mean, as women, like, you know, I'm, I'm a mom of two ages, four and six, and life is crazy. And I have just two kids and it's something that like, yeah, as women, like we generally end up being the caretakers and we take care of other people, but not always ourselves. So I love what you're doing. And I, I just have, I just, I really love the things that you've been doing just to really benefit women and um, help them to be the best for themselves, 
for the relationship with God, for their, their partner, and also with their kids. I mean, it's, it's really awesome what you're doing. Um, I would love to kind of hear a little bit about your podcast, and I know you have a book that's coming out fairly soon. So if you could maybe share a little bit about that too. Yes, I would love to. Well, like I said, the podcast um, is simple and grace-filled ways to take care of yourself. However, it's not all just personal trainer stuff. Um, I really cover all things under the health umbrella. So we do cover our physical fitness. Um, Our mental health is huge. Um, And I've been, you know, I've been having a lot of episodes on that. Um, We cover our spiritual health and integrating um, Jesus into the mix of everything. Because part of my story is uh, I was growing closer to the Lord and I was, you know, getting, we can go into this in a minute, but, you know, getting more and more into obsession and idolatry. And I never really, um, I never intersected the two of of my health and, and my walk with, with God. Um, and then, yeah, I do have this book coming out that I really, um, I'm so excited to release honestly. So it's called your worthy body. And the subtitle is find freedom and health by breaking all the rules. What I've done is I've taken, I think it's 22 different rules, and I'm going to use this in air quotes if you can't see me on the video, Uh, but these rules that the health industry, the fitness industry, um, the BuzzFeed articles, the Instagram memes, I mean, you name it, what they have told us are the rules of the industry. And I break those rules using exercise science, using nutrition science, using scripture, because it is all interconnected. And my, my hope is really to give women the um, the freedom to empower themselves and to move in a way that brings them joy, to take care of their bodies in a sustainable way, and to feel secure in how they choose to do that and not judge themselves based off of uh, what someone else says they need to be doing. And so, you know, God made us so uniquely and uh, he also gave us the freedom and the wisdom to figure out our unique way of taking care of ourselves. And that's different for everybody. So um, that's, yeah, that's the book. Um, And it comes out in November, but what I'm doing as these episodes are starting to air a few months ahead of time is I do have, um, a website, which is yourworthybody.com. And you can go and just be notified of when it's released. It's no commitment. Um, but with that, I give a lot of goodies with it. So I've got a 14 day body image and health devotional. I have um, a little five minute wake up and warm up, move your body, like do it in your pajamas right by your bed. And then, um, some of my family's, um, favorite on the go breakfast, like make it ahead of time and have it ready. I have two sons who are almost 16 and 17. And, um, this is what I feed them in the mornings. They feed them. I mean, they grab it themselves, but, um, something that just makes breakfast time uh, a little easier and gets some good quality food in them to go about their day. And then of course I have everything else that I do is, um, you can find me on graced health, G-R-A-C-E-D health.com. So that's kind of my online, online presence of Instagram and Facebook and all of that business. That's great. And, um, just hearing about your book too, I feel like there's not enough books out there that have a, um, Christian health perspective. Like there's a lot about, um, like these, you know, change your life type of like, you know, inspiring books, but they're not always theologically sound. And so, um, I'm so excited to read your book. I feel like it's something that I need to read and um, all my friends, I, I just want to give a copy to every one of them. So um, I'm excited to, to see it once it comes out. Uh, before then though, I would love to kind of just jump into your story and just kind of hear um, what has your experience been with um, 
with body image, I know that's a big issue. It's a, you know, kind of a hot topic for women right now. It has been for a while, but, um, what has your experience been with that? And, um, if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing your personal battle with almost idolizing, um, physical health. Absolutely. Well, I think, um, for most of my adult life, you could sum up my uh, experience with body image with the word crummy. (laughs) Um, I really can't remember a time, um, almost in my life where I was happy with how I looked. Um, I just always felt like, you know, I it need to be less here or more here or, you know, what, I mean, we all, I, th- I think we all have our own little personal issues. Um, I've always been a health nut and a fitness nut. I think it's interesting. And like I said, I started, I grew up dancing and so I love moving my body. I find joy in moving my body in a lot of different ways, but with every step, um, in my adult life in particular, I um, started getting more and more entrenched in the rules. Really, if something came out and said I needed to exercise a certain amount, then I was going to do that. I am at my core, a rule follower, and um, always wanted to make sure that I did things the right way. And it turned into just this obsession with getting as much exercise as I could in. And um, it, it was very normal for me. I mean, I look back, I've been teaching fitness classes for 16 years. And I remember at one point, it was very normal for me to, uh, I think I taught like three classes and then also went on a run with a friend within a 24 hour period. And you know, number one, that was just really taxing on my body, but also it was taxing on my head and my heart. Um, I know that there are people in different stages of their lives where they, you know, they may move a lot. Um, but for me, it wasn't right because my heart was out of check and I was starting to idolize that process of, um, of, you know, being healthy and having a particular, um, body size and shape. I mean, I'm very just normal sized, you know, but I always felt like I had to prove, um, prove my worthiness as a fitness instructor, you know, by being, you know, five pounds less or 10 pounds less. And, um, really spent a lot of time wondering how good my abs looked way, (laughs) way too much time. And, um, it really turned into this, you know, it was an idolatry for sure. And my heart was not in the right place. And one day I remember, um, I remember I was like doing laundry or something and putting up my shirts or whatever. And I, I don't even know. I think, I feel like I was probably listening to something because I'm always listening to a podcast or something. And I heard God just very whisper, uh, very, you know, quietly whisper, Amy, you're thinking more about the food you're going to eat and the exercise you're going to do than you're thinking about me. And I had been growing closer and closer to God. Um, this was not like I had turned from him. And in fact, I had been a, a, a Bible study. I hated using the term leader because I didn't feel like I was a leader, but I was a Bible study coordinator. And uh, these women were really instrumental in helping me grow my relationship with, with Jesus. But I think it's because I had gotten to that point where I could hear those whispers. And because I had been, you know, just trying to learn about Christ more that I was able to hear, um, kind of that, that challenge from God saying, you know, you're, you're thinking way more about like how many calories there are than what I want you doing for the day. Or, um, you know, about reflecting on what 
Bible passage you read that morning or the Bible study or something like that. So I wish I could say that it was like, oh, okay, well, here we go. And, and everything was fine, but it was, it, it was a very slow process. And for me, it was, um, just turning things back to him. And, um, I would say the key for me was a sermon I heard from my pastor at the time. And the, um, the thesis of it was we take care of our bodies so we can do what we're called to do. And it's not so it'll look a certain way. And it's not so I can run a certain speed or uh, do so many push-ups because I was really interested in both of those, but it's so that way, because God has a calling for me, um, big or small, they may, they may be big callings. They may be, um, okay, I need to eat like today. I had a salad for lunch because I knew that I was going to be coming on and speaking with you in the afternoon. And I wanted to be clear headed enough to have a productive conversation and not be foggy. Like if I were to have a cheeseburger. <laughs> so that's kind of the, my story in a nutshell. I don't know if that, um, if that answers your question or not, sometimes I can get going on a tangent, but yeah, it was, it's definitely, um, Everything that I've written about in the book, everything I do online is to me from a younger year and, and from the past, because that's the kind of information that I needed uh, not too long ago, believe it or not. I, I think that's really important just to kind of almost like be speaking to your younger self. Like I'm finding different groups that I'm a part of on Facebook that um, are kind of meeting the needs that, that I was really walking through like five or 10 years ago. It's, it's so cool to be able to share hope and encouragement to someone almost like I'm speaking to myself if I were, you know, still 19 or whatever. And I think that's so valuable for you just to almost, yeah, just to be speaking truth and, and hope over women that maybe are still trapped in that cycle, but, you know, but still want to be healthy, still want to honor God with their bodies, but also don't want to become obsessed and, and create an idol out of it. Um, and that's the thing with idolatry. It's so, um, it's tricky because you can take something that's a, a normal, healthy and good thing and turn it into something that's that's not good or healthy. Um, and, you know, worshiping something that's not God, obviously, you know, taking our eyes off Jesus, um, man, we, we're, we're missing the whole point. Um, you know, this uh, the Hebrews 12 passages that we've talked about in this whole series, um, it's, you know, straining on, you know, with perseverance, running this race with our eyes on Jesus. And, you know, obviously it's good that we have a health professional um, on this series, but this idea that, you know, if we're looking at anything but Jesus, we're going to either be running in the wrong direction or we're going to be stuck and we're not going to be moving forward. And so, again, I love, you know, everything that you do on your podcast, the episodes I've listened to have been so encouraging to me in knowing that, you know, if we are putting our eyes on Jesus, we can be healthy, we can be strong, um, we can feel, you know, beautiful in, you know, the skin that God gave us, but we also, you know, putting our eyes on Jesus, we can do that in a way that's balanced and healthy. So um, I would love to hear um, in those seasons of life where it felt really out of balance, um, where was God in that season for you? As I have gotten older, I have grown closer to him. And, um, I've always, I mean, I grew up in church. Um, God has always been a part of my life, but just like everything else, I mean, I've been married for, it'll be 20, 24 years, I think this, this summer. And I, you know, my relationship with my husband has evolved, um, and grown since we were babies <laughs> when we married. And, um, and I think that that's kind of how, um, how that was with God too. Like I might, you know, my relationship with, with Jesus has definitely grown. So he was there for sure. He was there for sure. Um, you know, it's interesting. I went to, um, 
I went through a season of life where or a season where my husband and I, um, we built a home and it just took a lot of time and energy and driving. I live in Houston, the Houston area. So it was like driving all over the city, which if you're from Houston, you know that everything is like an hour away. And, um, and I kept feeling these whispers, like start a blog. Cause this was many years ago. And I was like, no, 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 God, I don't have time. And as soon as we moved into this house, that was like, you know, supposed to be the house that, you know, we loved and, and, you know, we had custom built and, um, I just felt so broken and just, um, just off. I mean, that's the only way I knew how to do it. And I ended up just sitting outside with God, um, just sitting and like not praising, not praying, not reading the word, but just like, okay, we're just, I'm just going to sit with you. And that's really where he started, um, speaking into me of like, okay, you've got to start changing things, um, in a lot of different ways. Um, so he's, you know, I feel like God's always there. Uh, you know, for those of us, we have, who have kids, um, and you know, I have two teen boys, so there are definitely things that I have, um, they've gone through. And what I really want to do is be like, well, you need to do this <laughs> and because I know what's right for you, but they're not ready to hear it. And so I've learned to just kind of keep my mouth shut. And then when they start asking, uh, that's when I'll speak into that. And I kind of feel like in, for my story, that was kind of how God was. Um, he obviously knew what was best for me, but he needed to wait or he, he waited until I was at that point where, um, I could hear him a little bit more clearly. And I think I was able to hear him clearly, like I said, just from, um, just from growing closer to him and reading his word and, and, uh, just opening up my heart a little bit more. I mean, that's the thing that's so cool is like, God is always with us, no matter what the struggle is that we're facing. And, um, it's cool that you're kind of able to mirror that with your kids even now um, to be able to obviously to help you know shape and guide them, but not like force them to do anything because we all know that we can't force our kids to do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard skill to learn and I'm not great at it. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing that I've really appreciated from listening to your podcast is just kind of um, this, you know, you're able to talk about, you know, finding balance. And so I wanted to kind of see if you could share a little bit about you know, how, you know, maybe some tips or tricks for, you know, ways that we can create balance in our lives with, you know, health, um, body image stuff. Um, you know, how do we find balance? And then if, you know, for you now kind of having come through that, do you still feel like there's certain things that are triggers for you to go back into that imbalanced kind of way of living? Boy, balance. That is the question of a lifetime, isn't it? Like a finding that <laughs> I think it's going to be a little different for everyone, but for me, it was recognizing my why. And it's, this is probably something that a lot of your community has heard about, but you know, whenever someone's entering into a fitness program, um, any good program will ask you to like identify your why. And oftentimes it's deeper than, okay, I want to have a smoking hot body. I mean, which look, I, you know, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've been there. I wanted to be the hot mom. Um, I wanted to be, you know, the, I had a baby on a, you know, a baby on the hip and a baby on the boob. And I was like, I wanted to be the mom who was like, wow, she's got a really, you know, rocking body, but peel that off. And, um, by the way, I, that's not really how I feel anymore. And also my kids are six, four. So, <laughs> but peeling back that layer it's really identifying, okay, what is your motivation? And, um, for me, you know, I'm 46 years old. 
I want to have a body that can take me through life as long as God allows me to live. I want to be able to sit on the floor cross-legged and play Legos when I'm 60. I want to um, go visit my kids and go, and I'm like really hoping that they live in the mountains, one of them, you know, and that we can go hiking in the mountains. I want to be able to just move um, well. So for me, Knowing that that's my why, and and obviously, I hope it goes without saying that I want to be able to do whatever God calls me to do and wherever He wants me to do that. But I want I need to keep that in mind with my day to day eating, with my day to day movements. And so for me, what that has turned into is you know, like going back to the beginning of our conversation, taking a day off. Rest days are so important. And that might mean you go on a walk. That might mean you get on the, you know, that you spend the day binging on Netflix. That's fine. Like, I don't care. Take, but, but respecting my body where it is. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing I need to move it differently. I mean, those, those four times or five times in 24 hours, um, no, thank you. And that would knock me out for about four days. <laughs> so now I'm doing, uh, I'm moving my body in different ways. When I strength train, I'm moving it differently. Um, I'm not running. I have a compromise with my body. So I love, I'm one of these really weird people. I love running fast. Like I love sprints. I never ran track in high school or anything, but I love that feeling of like bent over, like breathing as hard as you can. I don't know why, but I love it. And I also love running. But what the compromise that I have with my body and the balance that I have with my body is, okay, I walk for endurance and I go walking with friends and then I run for that feeling. And so, no, I can't do everything that I love to do, but I'm able to, I'm able to do the things that I love. Um, And, you know, balance for me means with that salad that I had for lunch, I also had a couple pieces of chocolate after, you know, 70% dark chocolate. (laughs) I don't need the, I don't need the, the food police after me, but recognizing that what is it, what's that old term, like all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy or something like that. Like I need, I need the nourishment of um, foods from a nutrient perspective, but I also need the nourishment of just, I just want to enjoy a piece of chocolate. I just want to dig into dessert with my friends when I see her. I've got a girlfriend coming in town this weekend. Um, Yeah, we're going to, I'm going to enjoy my time with her and it's not going to be a perfect nutrition weekend and that's okay. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to slam my face against the wall uh, next week trying to, you know, quote unquote, work that off. I'm just going to recognize that this is where it is. It's going to fill my soul and. you know, allowing little places like that and spaces like that is what gives me balance. It makes me think actually, I did a a kind of a teaching on this Hebrews 12 passage. And I actually talk about this idea that, you know, it's almost like he's, you know, this running this race, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And there may be seasons of sprinting. Like I love that you kind of share about uh, that you enjoy sprinting. That is not my idea of a good time. I prefer to dance if I'm gonna move my body, it'll either be on a bike, stationary bike or dancing. But um, for me, like just to think about that, that like it's good for us to move our bodies with that intensity, um, but we also need yeah, to walk and just to like enjoy a time of slowing down. And I mean, our lives can be like that. You know, we're gonna have seasons that are a little bit more hectic and some that are kind of slower paced and we need both. And I think for me, with this whole series, I've just been studying God's word on it. And it's like, we have to just make sure we're always moving forward. And sometimes we have to stop. 
Sometimes we need to move slow and sometimes we need to run with that endurance. Um, I, I really want to touch on something that you shared about with this idea of like when you're, when you're 60 or when you're 80, like you want to be able to still be able to move your body in a way that um, is, is, you know, is life giving. And I think it's when we kind of take time to maintain our bodies, not push them to the brink, um, you know, with trying to get perfect abs or whatever. And I've been there. Um, I don't have perfect abs right now. I probably will not ever. And that's, I'm okay with that. Um, but I think it's this idea that like our bodies are meant for endurance and kind of living this like long-term longevity kind of reaching, you know, seeking that out rather than this constant sprinting that our, our culture kind of tells us we're supposed to be doing, um, which is obviously not biblical and it's not healthy. So um, I do kind of want to kind of talk a little bit more about triggers. Like I know in some of your episodes you shared about uh, like calorie counting and things like that, that have kind of flipped you back into that unhealthy um, style of health pursuit. So um, if you wouldn't kind of uh, mind sharing a little bit about what that looks like for you. Um, yeah, triggers are, um, triggers are kind of funny. So I, um, I, I have this secret superpower that I can like name however many calories are in anything pretty with pretty accurate precision because I grew up, I mean, it was like, oh, there's 140 calories in a can, you know, a can of Coke and there's 110 in this. And, and just really, I mean, that was just like rote. I mean, I could, I could figure that out. And I spent a lot of time trying to play the calorie game. And, you know, how many calories am I burning and how many calories am I working off? And it's never that simple, by the way. But um, so I have to be careful with that. Now, having said that, there are seasons in my life when I, I recognize based off of how I'm feeling that I do need to be aware of what I'm eating because I, you can kind of slip into some bad habits pretty easily without ever thinking about it. So I will... Um, Sometimes I will track that, you know, track my calories, but a lot of it's the mindset and a lot of it's knowing that, um, okay, if I go over, you know, whatever, but it's, it's the awareness and it's like, okay, again, going back to that question of why it's because I'm, I'm not feeling well and I'm not able to do what God wants me to do for that day, week, month, whatever, um, rather than the calorie game. Now I will say, um, the, the trigger that I have noticed for me is um, at lunch, oftentimes, you know, I have like my head buried in all things podcasting and writing and all of that kind of stuff. And so my little daily ritual is I go sit down and I make my lunch and I sit down with my laptop, I open it up, I pull up Apple News, and I'm just kind of scrolling through the news. That's when I get caught up. And of course, because everything is curated and because the algorithms know exactly what we like to learn about, there's all kinds of things on there about nutrition and fitness and everything else. And there are these headlines like um, the best exercises for flat abs, the uh, the 10 foods you know you should avoid or the unhealthiest foods. And there's all of these headlines with these superlatives that, I, when I read it, probably because I have issues, but I read it and think, well, if I'm not doing this, that I'm not being healthy enough. If I'm not doing the right things, I'm not following the rules. And those are the triggers for me because what I want to do is learn about what I need to do to get those, you know, perfect abs or, um, the healthiest diet or the worst diet. I mean, there was, that was one that I saw yesterday and, 
I don't always, sometimes I read them because I think I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're saying. And then sometimes I just keep on passing because I know that that's going to put me in that comparison mode. And that's going to put me in that space of like, well, if, am I, it's, am I not doing it? Am I not enough? Am I, am I, you know, should I be doing more and just kind of get into that, um, that headspace that is not healthy and is not where God wants me. And I say all this, I also am very well aware, and this is something your community may or may not know, but there are uh, websites out there, and I use them too for my own stuff, so I'm not knocking them, but there are websites out there that help you formulate a headline or um, a title to in order to get more people to look at it. And they use these power words. These use the best, most, worst, um, and then use emotional words. And, I, you know, they're not bad things, but I, <laughs> knowing kind of how the sausage is made in the, the communication world, they're putting that kind of stuff out there to make me feel exactly like I'm feeling. So that way I will subscribe to whatever it is that they're selling. There is a $2 trillion industry out there that is capitalizing on our discontentment. So whether it's anti-aging or health industry or fitness industry, and look, I'm a fitness professional, so I add to this, but there, there's a huge component of our culture, of our country that is capitalizing on us feeling discontent. And um, to your point, when we start looking at, okay, well, what's, you know, about God and uh, what he's wanting us to do with our bodies, then that can that can help put some of that away. And I, I think that's really healthy that you point that out. And it's it's very common in our society, whether it's on the front of a book, you know, book cover, you know, book title, or, you know, an article title, you know, random things that are coming up in our ads on social media. There's so much like of those like kind of trigger words that, you know, hit us in the gut, you know, just make us immediately feel shame, guilt, or, um, you know, em- empowered even. And it can even then empowerment is like, you know, can be a positive thing but it can also be done in a way that's unhealthy. And I think the fact that you can point that out and saying, hey, our culture is, you know, media is wired to trigger us so that we follow them. And it's crazy that that's how it is, but it's true. Um, And it's not always in a way that's actually beneficial to us. If it just makes them another dollar, sometimes that's worth it enough to them, um, even if it actually can be um, detrimental to people's health. Um, I mean, there's so many issues, you know, I know for me, um, I used to use food as like a, if I was feeling really overwhelmed, I would, I would eat a lot of sweets and it just made me feel good. And there's science that backs that up, but is it healthy? Absolutely not. Like, is it bad to have a piece of cake? Absolutely not. To eat a whole cake? Not good. And I think for us to be able to acknowledge like women out there are hurting and for us to be able to speak life and hope and truth is saying that God, God loves you. He created you. He created your body the way that it is. But he also desires for us to live in health and, and we don't have to binge. We don't have to um, to restrict our diets in a crazy way um, to fit into some mold that's that's not even um, realistic, that the world has put out as, as perfection. It's not possible. Um, even with all the filters out there on Instagram and all that, you know, there's so many stories of even celebrities that like they have gotten so used to their filtered appearance that they have all these negative body image issues and just looking at themselves in the mirror and it's it's mind-blowing and and so imagine for the average woman that is is struggling by looking at these filtered images you know it's it's really distracting and, I, and it kind of for me comes back to this idea if we put our eyes on all this stuff it's easy to get distracted and easy to feel discouraged but if we put our eyes on jesus we can build that endurance um, i do want to go back to a quote you would kind of said earlier um, we take care of our bodies so that we 
can do what we're called to do. And so I kind of want to hear a little bit about, you know, how do we do that? You know, how do we um, train almost for this, uh, this race? Again, with the Hebrews 12 passage, this idea of, you know, running with endurance. How do we train our bodies for that um, without it becoming an obsession? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is to figure out exactly what it is that God is wanting you to do. And um, if I may, real quickly, you know, I have one of the things that I write about in my book is our, um, you know, our calling. Like, what does that even mean? Um, You know, I think for a lot of people, they, when they envision calling, uh, they think about like, Moses in the burning bush, right? Like, you know, God comes down. I want you to go save my people, you know, (laughs) and, and it's something really big, but, and that is, so that's what I call a macro calling. But I think that there's a lot of other ways that we can look at that. I mean, so, um, like when I was talking about with, you know, eating well for lunch, so that way I could speak to you clear headed, that's more of a micro calling. Like what's the very next step that God wants me doing. And, how can I, um, how can I prepare my body for that? So either moving well or, um, eating well, um, there's, you know, little things like I, I call them a creative calling, um, you know, and that can be, you know, blessing people with creative little things that you do or make or, you know, or something like that. Um, then there's a servanthood calling, um, where, you know, I would equate this to back to the Moses and the burning bush to Aaron. So, you know, Aaron, um, was with Moses all along. Aaron was a mediator. Aaron, um, you know, supported him. Aaron held up his hands and, um, you know, it, he didn't get the whole, he didn't get all of the credit that Moses gets, but he was so instrumental in, um, in that whole mission of, um, of saving, you know, saving the Israelites or or freeing the Israelites, realizing that just the little things that God has us doing, um, it's, it's preparing our body for that. And it might be moving your body, um, or it might be not moving it too much. It might be, um, and I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but in my opinion, that's what allows us to figure out what works best for us. You know, it might be eating super, super healthy. It also might be, uh, I call them ooey gooey moments with my kids. So going outside and having a s'mores and having the graham crackers and the chocolate and the marshmallows and everybody digging in and smiling and you've got marshmallow coming down your, you know, the side of your mouth and you've got a little bit of chocolate on your chin. And those are so important to do as well. And I have felt like, and, and I know this isn't for everyone, but in my opinion, what kind of lesson am I, am I teaching my kids about being healthy if if I sit there and make them feel isolated or heaven forbid shameful for eating that and I'm not? Um, so I think a lot of it, you know, and going back to um, keeping our eyes, you know, staying in the race um, and, and fixing our eyes on Jesus, it's, con- it's being in that constant dialogue with him about, okay, what do you want me to do next? And what kind of light am I shining on um, my other, my people, whether it's my family or my friends or my coworkers? And um, how is that reflecting on you? And, um, and, you know, this health journey too, because I do think, um, Allowing ourselves to have a little bit of grace or have a lot of grace, but a little bit of flexibility with what we do is an important process with that as well. Now, again, speaking from both sides of my mouth, I'm, this is me. Like I like balance. I like uh, moderation. Um, I have people in my life who are like, that works for you, but I need the hard and fast rules. So if that works for you, that's fine. And I certainly don't need to mean to shame anyone who needs the hard and fast rules, but I think it's worth considering 
um, what it is that God wants us doing. And the moment that he has us in, um, how can we cherish our people, cherish the, that moment, whatever that is that he, um, you know, that he's put us in and, um, just really enjoy all of that holistically. Totally. I, I think what you've said is so powerful and like this idea, you know, again, of knowing our why, and I mean, almost taking the time to talk with God about, Hey, what are those macro callings? Like those big callings God has on my life. And also what are the day-to-day things that like, you know, again, like it all kind of comes back to that. Why? And, you know, this idea, um, even you'd mentioned this idea of just enjoying those moments with your kids where you just, you know, dig into some s'mores. Um, I just think about all the, you know, really powerful experiences that are in the Bible. A lot of it's around food. And I think that there's something really powerful about us connecting with other people over a meal. And again, sometimes it's like, you know, a, you know, four course where there's like several vegetables. And sometimes like with my kids, it's chicken nuggets and an ice cream cone. And for me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to do that because that's going to help me to really connect with them. Um, you know, again, just eating food with them and just, it's a way that we need to connect. So, you know, again, maybe if someone's watching this, that, you know, you're needing those hard and fast rules, there's nothing wrong with that. If it fits in with the why, and again, you and God are on the same page about that. Um, but it's, it's okay to eat some chocolate sometimes, or, you know, eat an ice cream cone with your kids. I mean, it's, it's important for us to, again, take care of our bodies, but do it with balance. Um, so kind of before we close, I would love to hear if you have maybe any verses or last words of encouragement that are um, maybe geared towards women that are really struggling with this, this issue and just need a little extra hope right now. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny, Melissa, um, with your um, with your Hebrews uh, scripture that you're focusing on, I um, created a, down, a free download called Scriptures to Pray Over Your Health, and that is one of them on there. <laughs> So I, I, yeah, I love how you and I are right on the same page, but you know, for me, I would say the one verse that really, um, that really pertains to a lot of this conversation and, uh, my action step when I do have those triggers or when I am starting to question, um, either how my body looks or if I've been doing, if it's enough or whatever is, um, second Corinthians 10, five. And it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets us sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And the, if that's meaningful to me because you know, I'm not an, I'm not a perfect eater. I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm just not perfect in anything. And I certainly don't have a perfect body, but what I'm able to do is, you know, in that moment between taking off my towel and hanging it up and putting my clothes on. And if I catch my, that glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'm like, ugh, rather than staying there and starting to tear myself down even more, I think, no, Amy, you're doing you are taking care of your body and you're able to do whatever it is that God is calling you to do most of the time. (laughs) Um, and just turning that around, taking captive that thought, that thought of I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm uh, not following the rules. I feel shame. Um, or I am horrible, which is, you know, projecting shame onto, onto ourselves and taking that captive. I mean, just almost like envisioning, just encapsulating that and putting it aside and, and resetting my heart and my mind on uh, the truth. And the truth is most of the time I'm eating the foods that God gave me, um, in the state that he gave them to me. 
and most of the time I'm moving my body well. And, um, you know, I, I don't have, I don't have a, I don't have a magazine worthy body, but I'm able to do whatever it is that God is calling me to do. So that is, um, that second Corinthians 10, five has been really instrumental in, in my walk and in keeping my head focused on that finish line and focused on the race and the lane that I'm in. God did not give me a lane to be a model, to be on the cover of a magazine. He gave me a lane. I believe with, with age and wisdom, um, what I feel like God has said is, Amy, I never gave you a perfect body because I wanted you to be in this space. And had I given you to that to you, you never would have, you never would have realized that I gave you grace. I gave you freedom. Um, I gave you moments that aren't going to look like a nutritionist or like a, you know, a dietitian's dream, but I gave you those because they fill your soul. Goodness. I'm going to have a hard time finding a quote for this episode. Cause I feel like there's just so much gold that you just like threw at us. So man, I just, I really appreciate it. And I know for me, these are, this is all very applicable to where I'm at in my headspace right now. So I just, I truly, so so appreciate you taking the time just to be on the show today. So thank you, Amy. Well, thank you for having me. I thank you. Um, this is, this has been great and I love having these conversations for sure. I love it. Well, I'm excited for your book to come out. Um, if you're watching this and this has been a blessing to you, I know it has been to me. Um, if this has really resonated with you, I will be linking in all the comments below all of this information, the things that, um, the grace health podcast, the upcoming book, um, just ways that you can kind of connect with Amy. So, um, if you're watching this, thank you so much for joining us today on faith, hope, love. Um, I hope that you are enjoying this show. And if you have not yet, um, feel free to go hop over onto the women's community over on Facebook. It's the faith, hope, love women's community. It's a closed private group where we support and encourage each other. Um, this is going to be a big topic. So if you want to discuss that with other like-minded women that are growing in their faith, um, hop on over and join us. We're doing lots of giveaways. Um, and I'm hoping in, this, in the future to have Amy's book on there as well. So I um, hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you all next week.